0: This is the Horse Radio Network.
1: This is episode 1236 of Horse Tip Daily, your almost everyday morsel of helpful hints, useful facts, and practical techniques for horse folks. Brought to you today by Clarion Hotel Lexington. Greetings horse people, Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is an excerpt from the Horses in the Morning show. Dr. Jimenez from Technical Large Animal Emergency Rescue joins the hidden crew to discuss best practices for freeing a horse that has been cast in its stall or against a fence or even in the middle of the pasture. And we'll get right to today's tip after this important message from Clarion Hotel Lexington.
0: If you're coming to the Kentucky Horse Park for the Rolex or any other event, the best way to complete your Rolex experience is to stay at the nearby Clarion Hotel, just four miles from the horse park. At the Clarion Hotel, your experience will include a great room featuring a Tempurpedic memory foam bed, flat screen TV, and in the morning a full free hot breakfast with eggs, sausage, waffles, and other great breakfast items. The Clarion is a full service hotel with easy access off of I-75 at exit 115 with plenty of parking for your truck and trailer. The Clarion Hotel is also pet friendly, so you can always bring along your furry friends. Best of all, you don't have to leave the hotel to enjoy fantastic Kentucky-style food and drink. Cortland Southern Kitchen offers innovative southern fare and a casual atmosphere or you can relax at the Sports Page Bourbon Bar and Grill, where you can give the bourbon sampler a try. It's a great way for you and your friends to discover which Kentucky spirit is your favorite. If you're coming to Rolex, you better get your reservation in early. 859 233 0512. That's 859 233 0512. Hey, Dr. G, good to have you back again. Good morning. Thank Thank you you
2: for having me. Well,
0: thank you so much for joining us. Uh,
2: Apparently, you guys have got some questions about some accidents this morning.
0: Yes. Well, this article came up with Jamie, uh, brought it to our attention. And where was it, Jamie? Do you remember what?
1: I don't know, but it was a pretty legitimate website talking about how to get a horse uncast. And, And what it talked about was typically people... Oh, let's put a halter on it and pull, you know, which apparently just keeps Wendy Ying in business. Dr. Wendy in business. Um so their thing was to grab, you know, a handful of mane down by the withers and a kind of handful of mane and just at least pull it enough to where it's got the horse has some space between that and the wall. And Glenn said that it was total BS.
0: I thought that was the most ridiculous thing I'd ever heard. Now I could be wrong, but it sounded bad to me. So I, Dr. G No,
2: you're you're exactly right. I would love to see some of the um The average horse person that's about 100 pounds, I would love to see them actually move a 1,400-pound- That's what I said! away from the wall. With the mane! (laughs) With the mane. And and you can imagine if somebody did that to your head, it probably wouldn't feel very good either. Thank you, Dr. G. I'm validated. I suppose it's possible that you could stimulate the horse and piss him off enough that he (laughs) might move away from the wall by pulling on his mane.
0: Yeah, that's a good plan. You are correct.
2: That is- That is not a good, not a good (laughs) method. (laughs) You know, technically, there's lots of methods. It's just, is it a good method or a bad method? So, let
1: me just, let me for one second, just say, okay, Glenn, you were right.
2: Okay. yeah
0: we i'm never gonna further that, that. So I, I, just... I, I, it's okay you you broke your foot last she night can, I'm not gonna drugs. go there today You're here, yeah. So okay, we're gonna exactly. let you All have right. so your horse fell on you, I get it, your head was bonked. <laughs> I'm not gonna add to it today, so but dr. G, I was right, so there <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> you were right, so right. it really comes down to it comes down to the weight of the animal um and really. Uh, one of the things that we talk about a lot is you should never be trying to solve something like that by yourself anyway, because if something does go wrong and the horse does get away from the wall and stands up, he can stand up so much faster than we can. He can stand on you right there in the middle of the stall. So it's just not a smart thing to do, in my opinion. I suggest well, you go you find do? help, even if it takes you 10 minutes to go find help. What do you do? What The horse is down. What, where's he going to go? Is he going to go somewhere?
0: Well, if he does, do he's probably do going to end up getting up. So <laughs> that's, yeah. that's right. Yeah.
2: Exactly. So why do, we, why do we, as horse people, we frantically think, oh, my God, the horse is down. What are we going to do? And, yes, there are cases where the horse has his foot through the bars in the stall, and then he may be actually beating himself to death um, on the part that's down. That is probably a more exigent circumstance. But horses getting cast in a stall, go find somebody, get some help so that you can actually make this happen. And if you think about... Did you guys post some of those photos that I sent to you?
0: Jennifer uh, probably we, will here, yep.
2: Okay, yeah, if we could post those. There's, there's a couple of methods of rolling a horse out of this kind of situation um, that are useful, and one that, that is a preventive thing that a lot of people like to use is an anti-casting strip against the, You know, especially for a horse that you know does it a lot... Um, which is sort of telling you that probably you've got too big a horse and too small a stall. But um, you can use an anti-casting strip or a two-by-four up up, um, at the chair rail height in the stall so the horse can actually push against that. Um, Hmm. That is a preventative method that some people use. But if you show up and the horse is cast in the stall, what can you do right then? And what I suggest is that you go get your friend, and then what you can do is you can access the hind leg, the downside hind leg and the downside front leg if you've got enough people. But if you get the downside back leg of the horse and you can manage to get a piece of webbing or a thick piece of rope, you don't want to use a thin piece of rope, but something like yacht braid or something that's really heavy duty um, and fish yourself a loop around that downside rear leg, you cannot imagine how easy it is because the pelvis and the spinal column of the horse are very fused. When you pull that downside rear leg at a 45-degree angle across the shoulder, as you start to roll the horse, of course, usually he'll struggle to help, his hind legs will start to roll towards you, then his spine will come, and then, of course, his legs start to roll, and the weight brings him back up to level. The problem is, if you're in a 10-by-10 stall... (laughs) Where are you going to go? because if you think about it, his legs are so long he's going to take up the whole rest of the stall to try to roll over and and come towards you. So you have to be in a safe position to be able to get out of the stall. That's the problem. And you it's it's not bad to use ropes on all four legs, but it's the downside too that you really want to try to. Okay, to I didn't realize contain. that that
0: you could just do that. okay, that makes sense. Yes.
2: And if you only have just two or three people, you just attach it to the downside rear leg, bring it forward at a 45 degree angle. The rope should be coming across the shoulder behind the withers. And once you start to pull, you got to pull and you got to keep pulling. So if you have an exit strategy of of being a long enough rope or a long enough, I love pieces of webbing. I love those pieces of, of four-inch webbing, two-inch webbing that you use for a toe strap because you won't hurt the horse. Even if he kicks, it's not going to hurt him. And then it's pretty easy to unsort it. It won't tie around the foot because, of course, there's some horses that will freak out when they have suddenly have a piece of webbing attached to their foot when they stand up. That can be a little bit distressful to some horses.
0: Hmm. Well, that I, you know, and it, well, now we got to go out and buy webbing, Jennifer. And we need thirty webbing.
2: feet, thirty feet of of toe toe strap webbing. Um, that is, I use it for all kinds of things because it's wide enough; it doesn't put any too much pressure. That's a problem with ropes. Ropes have a little teeny tiny surface area, and if the horse kicks and it tightens, then you can really hurt him. But webbing, it's almost impossible to tighten it that much. Doc, you know. It is very common for these older horses, arthritic horses, to get, quote, cast in the Mm -hmm. pasture. They lay down to roll, and they just end up in a little divot or a little tiny um, hole. And next thing you know, they just can't get their feet underneath them. And these older horses, we have similar problems. So sometimes you can just roll them out of the hole or roll them out the little divot, and they're, they're like, hey, thank you and so they walk
0: yeah, up yeah yeah and it, especially with old horses you're right people think oh well they're laying down to die and they weren't they were just rolling and they got stuck in a little divot and they just can't get back up so that that is good to have on hand that strap i think that that's a great addition to anybody's emergency kit
2: we use that strap for all of the manipulations for sideways drags and forward assists, just, mm-hmm. just manipulating the body of the horse instead of having to pull on his legs and his head. And that's something yeah. that's really changed in the last 25 years is realizing that the legs and the head are not appropriate handles to pull on <laughs> anything. And they certainly are not to be attached to a winch or a mechanical right. thing like a tractor. And it's hor- horrific to think, but people have done that we talked to the pros and you that's were wrong. right you guys
0: are wrong
2: they just they don't realize what they're talking about it's a 1400 pound warm blood you're not going to move it if you're 100 a, pounds. Like, even if i'm i'm 200 pounds and i couldn't move a, a horse like yeah, that there was we no way really there them was them off, no way
0: we were moving a one-ton Percheron with a mane you just I'm, need
1: to work out a little
0: more, Glenn, ahead, to my God. I mean, I'm 5'3". I'm I'll
1: pull that sucker over. I got
0: no problem. <laughs> Dr. G, give out your website where people can find videos and all kinds of cool information on horse uh, rescue.
2: If you go to Facebook and use technical large animal emergency rescue, there's a group of about 8,000 people that are talking about these kinds of issues, and we'd love to have you.
1: Well, there you have it. You can find links to today's guests as well as a whole bunch more tips at horsetipdaily.com. This podcast was made possible through the generous support of Clarion Hotel Lexington and listeners like you. Learn how you can help support Horse Radio Network programming and qualify for auditors-only perks by going to horsetipdaily.com and clicking on the Become an Auditor banner in the center of the page. This is Coach Jen, and I'll be back again soon with another tip. So until then, go ride your horse!